This is more than just another PGA tournament. This, my friends, is the CJ Cup. The cut line's gonna break it down. The fall swing heads to Korea for the first no-cut event of the year. And man, I am excited to break this shit down. Hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Welcome, new and old, to the hottest show for PGA DFS that you're going to find. And the cut line continues to do great things for daily fantasy sports. And growing your bankroll on a weekly basis is just one of them. But, but, we could not do it without our sponsor. Take the work out of your workout. The Hawaii chair. You know, Tamara, the Hawaii chair wasn't designed just for home. I mean, after all, for some of us, at least 40 hours of our week is spent sitting behind a desk at the office. So to see what office workers think of the Hawaii chair, we sent Aaron Lee to work. Hi, I'm Aaron Lee with Perfect USA, and today we've brought the Hawaii chair to a very busy work environment. Let's get some first-time reactions. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. That feels great on my abs. I can really feel this working. Hawaii chair while answering phones, using the computer, balancing books, or filing paperwork. You can hardly call this work. With the Hawaii chair, it takes the work out of your workday. If you can sit, you can get fit. The Hawaii chair. The cut line Thanks, takes a while to record the research, the analysis, the in-depth perspectives of each golfer. And on most chairs, I would just be wiped out and unable to compete any task. But with my Hawaii chair, I not only get comfort, but a fantastic workout at the same time. I love my Hawaii chair, and so will you. Make sure you get yours to day welcome to the cut line i am michael cavalunas at lunas on twitter and the positive vibes keep rolling this modified fall swing process got me three times roi give it up to me yeah yeah i don't like your jerk off name i don't like your jerk off face i don't like your jerk off behavior and i don't like you jerk off but as good as i'm doing this show is always better with my man Zach Manafort, the 6K Maestro, the lineup slayer, the master slicer with a Jinsu and a tailor-made driver. True. When he aims left, he ends up right. Mad Money Manafort. Zach, how you doing, brother? Good, man. Doing good. Excited? It's, uh, actually, no, I'm not really excited. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. It's a, uh, a no-cut week. Not really a big fan. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love the tournament. I love the location. I love the field. I think this is the, the best field we've had so far this season, but I don't know. I'm not, not a fan. No thanks. No thanks. Well, glad to hear that your heart is in it. <laughs> totally in it. Oh. <sighs> Now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the CJ Cup. We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> I like this guy. 
They're funny guys. Just kill one of them. To make sure that you guys are rolling in this weekend's tournament, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax greenside sand traps and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you are creating your best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers, which is going to happen this weekend no matter what, through the cut line because there is no cut line at a no-cut event unless you get a withdrawal, right? Paparazzi. But Zach, Wednesday... When you're building your lineups, right? Yep. It's crunch time. It's crunch time. What are you going to be doing? Oh, this Wednesday, I've got a plan. I'm going to have my phone. I'm going to be building lineups, but I'm going to be on the prowl because there is some ridiculous shenanigans going on in my neighborhood where people are breaking into houses and cars. So I'm going to be doing a little midnight patrol. So the neighborhood watch program is in effect, eh? Street justice program. Are you going to wear a superhero outfit? Hashtag the purge. Interesting. That Not sounds on my fun. Watch. Not on my watch. Well, I know that I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports. And even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. So if you're not subscribed, Fix it now, ladies it. and gents. Just do it. Get it done. Do it now. And there is an easy way. Go to fansharesports.com and the discount code input the word cutline and get a 20% off your membership. Our favorite line, ownership, is a leverage not to be belittled. And always a special thanks to PGA Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? More than likely, it's because you are not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up at the wrong end of the flagstick, so I ask you, how are your lineups doing? The CJ Cup, no cut event. Lineups lock super early on Wednesday. I believe it is 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Ooh. So those of you planning on building Wednesday night or Thursday morning, whatever your process may be, could potentially have a difficult time. Because you're going to be locked out. Because people will be teeing off. I'm sure plenty of players are going to build suboptimal lineups because of this little quirk in their process. But Zach... What about the golfers we're drafting? What about their process? What are we looking at this weekend? Ooh, Jeju Island. I'm a big fan. If you're ever out to South Korea, uh, you have a chance to go out there, make it a stop. What's like their tourist destination? Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. Was there back in 2006 and had a great time. But nonetheless, so we're playing at the club at Nine Bridges, which looking on the imagery, I can only count eight. So I don't know where the discrepancy is here, but there may only be eight bridges at Nine Bridges. So... Knowing that, we're looking at a par 72 of 7,241 yards, which is a little bit short on the shorter side. Uh, the fairways are pretty wide, quite a few dog legs, so guys are going to have to have their shot set up, dialed in pretty well here to have to get some good approaches. Uh, there is some pretty hard, nasty rough here, so scrambling could come into play as, as guys come, get a little wild off the tee. 
There is some water in play, which, you know, it can cause a problem if the winds pick up, which is, of course, is natural defense here, so we got to keep an eye on the weather. Uh, it's built like an American course, so guys that are used to playing on bent grass won't have a problem here. Uh, lots of bunkers, about 110 of them, uh, scattered throughout the course, so again, scrambling is going to be a huge factor here. And then the really thing we got to pay attention to is, is the wind. So, you know, right now it's not looking too terrible. Uh, right now, Thursday afternoon and Friday morning seems to be the worst of it with gusts around 21, 22 miles an hour. But it's Monday, so we've got a couple of days to wait and see what we're doing. So keep an eye on it. Tea times may provide a huge advantage, especially uh, today on Thursday, Friday. But being a no-cut event, those guys can easily make up that ground Saturday, Sunday. So it may not play as much. Uh, into it as we think so we'll keep looking for stats i'm looking at at the course just looking at the last two years of data that we have on it i'm going with jar's gained uh, good drives that include distance and accuracy to put guys in the right place on these dog legs par 5 550 to 600 all the par fives fall into that range so i'm keying in on that as a good scoring opportunity strokes gain t to green I, I want a guy with a good all-around game especially recent form uh, and then finally scrambling birdies and bent grass putting uh, over the last 100 rounds, I'm going to look out to kind of give the edge some of those better putters if they can get on the green. Uh, other than that, I'm uh, making it pretty straightforward. I'm cutting out a lot of the extra stats I made the last couple weeks just because it's a no-cut event. I just want guys that are playing good and good form and have decent history on bent grass. What about you? I am switching it up a little Ooh. bit. I think there's going to be a lot of common lineup constructions because of what a lot of touts are saying what you can find on Fantasy National, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in my research, I feel like hitting the fairway off off the tee is actually pretty easy here in terms sure. of accuracy. So I'm I'm actually feeding that, uh, that accuracy aspect that I think some people are going to look for. But I'm looking for strokes gain approach, ball striking, but then putting. So three-putt avoidance um, and strokes gain putting I think are going to be very key. The second factor is strokes gained par 5, which you touched upon just because of the scoring on par 5. Mm-hmm. But a lot of golfers get penalized on those long par 3s. So I'm really going to do a deeper dive and analysis on the par 3s and look at guys who are hopefully going to par those out or get birdies and, and help their scoring. And, of course, birdie are better. It's just a scoring course, so it, it's something I'm looking forward to. But, man, this is the Asian swing, dude. It's going to be fun. It's I love be a it. Lot of fun. I yeah. love the fact that there are so many unknown Asian Korean players on the tour. It kind of reminds me of late in the season when we saw some of the amateurs pop up. I think this is a good spot to really take a deep dive into some of those guys where you'd be surprised. Speaking of amateurs, monster Brandon Wu last week. Anyways, <laughs> hey Bailey didn't didn't he held his own the first two rounds? He may have faded off, but he he was looking good. He's looking bad. He was looking really good. Yeah, he was. I mean, for 6K, he, he did what he needed to do. All right, so that will take us to our birdie or better segment where we break down each tier of golfer, and Zach I, and I will discuss our favorite plays and fades for this weekend's tournament. What were you about to say? I, I would I would just want to highlight that I did make the Lanto Griffin call in the 8K ranks last week. Oh, you absolutely did, and I took I took plenty of pieces of him. And I had plenty of him as well, but I also paired him with Stenson everywhere. So, yay me! I was I was underweight though. I had a, I was over, but I was over on Stenson, and he was in like every lineup. So, 
it crushed me. I did have one lineup that had five miscuts with Lando Griffin. That's fantastic. I know. It was it was it was spectacular. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Nine bridges. Nine bridges, the eleven to ten K range. This is where it's at. The big dog starting at the top. Who you got? All Morikawa. Yeah. I think I'm gonna fa- I think I'm gonna fade everyone above Morikawa. I'm just gonna start there. I may even do like a Morikawa Hovland pairing and then just build it from there. I just I, I just think everyone's gonna be on JT Brooks and Hideki, and I just don't think that there is enough salary to pair them to two together. And by doing that, I should have a decent amount of ownership play. I do like Morikawa for sure. Sixteen percent ownership. I'm looking at right now, ten thousand one hundred dollars. In my private model, he ranks in the top ten, but in my fantasy national model, he ranks number eleven. So where he struggles, it seems, in the last fifty rounds is uh, on the sh- on the short game and putting, yep. which which are obviously concerns of mine. But long story short, he's been spectacular this year so far. I don't know how you don't get pieces of him, but I'm 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 gonna. I am going to disagree with you on fading those guys at the top. This is a non-cut event. These are the best players in the world. You want the best players in the world who can score for you. And that that that's that's everyone above Morikawa. That that they're important players. I'm sorry, you're going to have to build some lineups with them. I am not. But I'm also not going heavy this week, so I'm only going to build a handful. Okay. Cool. Um Yep, Kyle Morikawa, 8th in birdies are better gain, 5th in ball striking the last 50 rounds, 13th in that par 3, 175 to 200 range, which I love. So hopefully he doesn't get too penalized from that. Again, the putting is an issue. A guy I like is Brooks Kepka. He he is just, it's Brooks Kepka, man. How can, right. how, we, we don't have to talk about stats here with Brooks. No, we, we and that's why to. I don't even bring him up. I mean, you look at the top two guys and... JT won here in 2017, and Brooks won here last year. I mean, the guys are obviously capable of destroying the course. And for 11-4, and he's probably going to go under-owned. Sure. And everyone's going to go to Justin Thomas. I have a feeling everyone's going JT. So, I got Brooks right now at about 15.5%. And I'm sure that number's either going to go, like, hover around there or maybe go down. Yeah. I'm just not playing him. It'll probably come and bite me in the ass. It did many times last year, but I'll do it again. All right. Who else? You literally have no one else in this range you like? Nope. Uh, I have some interest in Hideki, but I think I'm I'm really just not going to play him. I'm going to stick with uh, Hovland and Marikawa. My issue with Hideki is that he can't win. That too. And and they're putting him at this price for, for the fact that we're in Korea. Yep. I get that. But the guy can't win. It just it's added pressure. We we saw this with Rory. Yeah, last... look, yeah. In the homeland you're gonna be more pressured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, that's why I don't think I, I really don't think I'll play him. I like him, but I don't think I'll play him. Yeah. I you know, for the record I am gonna have small pieces of JT. I just have to. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone for having either of them. All right. Well, I mean the the eleven to ten K range is pretty self explanatory. You're looking at golfers that are that are elite ball strikers. They're elite golfers in general. Um, Hovland and, and Morikawa are priced up here just because of their potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, though, 10-3, man. That, that, that's suspect. 
It is, especially coming off a of fifth place a couple weeks ago. So, and then uh, Jordan Spieth at 10,000. Yeah, no thanks. I get it, but I don't believe, I'm don't. i not a believer. I wasn't a believer back in the day. I'm still not. Well, my problem with Spieth is he hasn't played since the BMW. Right, yeah. I'm not, I, you so, know. I, I, I've been... I've recently just adopted the fact that if you haven't played yet this year, I'm, I'm not. I'm not interested. Yep. So especially with Spieth, oh. Yeah, he's a. Ugh. Nope. I don't. I don't need that headache. So. Nope. All right, we're gonna go to that nine k range. Sanjay. Sanjay. Absolutely. Sanjay. Coming off a win. Coming off a huge win. Yep. Man doesn't take time. He gets and he gets staying in like a maybe he's staying in, in a house, a friend's house, not in a hotel this week. Dude, he's the uh, the Genesis champ. I, I can't. I, there's no way that I am gonna be underweight. And he also ranks first in the par five, five hundred, five fifty to six hundred range. Give me all of them. Now the Terminator is probably the chalkiest of the chalk at twenty four percent. Like, That's there's no fine. doubt. And that 24% gives me ration, rationale and reason to fade. Uh, no, I can't fade Sanjay. I've never faded him before, and I'm not. I'm certainly not going to fade him on a no-cut event. But that's why it makes so much sense here. Why? Because he's going to score. Potentially. No, he's going to score. He has never let us down with ridiculous eagles. and like, Easy stu- there. He's let us down. <laughs> no. Only if he misses the cut. But he can't miss the cut. So he's not going to let us down. 41st last year. Tied for 41st. Yeah, that's okay. It doesn't matter what his position finish is. We've seen him finish 41st and like 6th in scoring. I don't know, man. That that That's... There's rationale to fade him if he's that high owned. I mean, you don't have to, I guess, completely fade him. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying to do. But being underweight on Sanjay, especially if you do an MME, is such a way to get leverage to field if, if he just plays average. There is no average. He's coming off a win. Good. We talk about this. No, we talk about this all the time in PJ DFS. We yeah. fade the guy who comes off a win. We also say we don't play guys that play four or five weeks in a row, and the dude never stopped. He's an animal. He's different. He's a different exactly. breed. This is not going to affect him. He's just going to grind his way out into the FedEx Cup again. I'm not so sure. I am going to con- consider fading him potentially. I wish you luck. Fair enough. Who else you got? Uh, oh god, in this range, I like Gary Woodland. I think Woodland's a pretty, pretty solid player this week. Um, third and birdies are better on Bentgrass. Fourth in the par five range. Eleventh in tee to green. Um, you know, he's he's not my my favorite pick, but the nine K I, I was kind of struggling with. He, he got second here last year, so we know he's good. Um, but he hasn't really played a lot recently, so the the recent form kind of throws me off. Yeah, I get that call with with Woodland. You know, to be honest, this 9K range is probably my least favorite of yeah, all the ranges in here. I agree. Um, but the the one thing I like about Woodland is that he's 17th overall. But he just struggles in that three-putt avoidance the last 50 rounds. He's mm-hmm. 53rd in that par three, 150 to 175 range. Um, 
you know, if you want and, and you're interested in playing a guy who's yet to play this year, um, Jason Day is someone to easily pivot to. Yeah. Especially after the rough year last year. He just really had a bad season overall. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if he could come back from that, kind of turn things around. Um, I can tell you who I'm not going to play. <laughs> He's 9,100, and that is Sergio Garcia, that no, little twerp. Um, but another pivot, I think, in that same range would be like Billy Horschel or, or Mark Leishman. These are guys who have had successes in these no-cut events, and they're players that can score. So if you're obviously looking leverage to the who I think is going to be low-owned Gary Woodland, but you just have no interest in playing him, you know, going to Horschel, going to Jason Day, they're not necessarily strong pivots because I think you're looking at the same ownership. It's just in that price range when they're right next to each other, they're potentially better golfers. But again, they they just haven't played recently, so that that is a cause for alarm as well. Yep. No, I I agree with you. I think the only other one I'm looking at is is Rafa Cabrera Bello. He's Played well here the last two years. He got third in 2018, 11th in 2017. Last four weeks, he's got two top tens with a second and a sixth. I mean, he's coming in in pretty decent form. Um, plays pretty well on bent grass. Ranks 23rd overall in the model, so it's not the greatest, but we know his ceiling is pretty high, especially here in a no-cut event. Right. A guy who's not going to pop on anyone's model is going to be uh, Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. Finished 13th at the Shriners where he gained almost eight strokes putting. So, I mean, that's unheard of for him. You know, he's not he's not necessarily the strongest putter in the field. I think putting's very important. But he has played a tournament and no-cut event, and you just need that putter to get hot for, for a few days. And he's he's going to save you money being only 9000 Yeah. So it's something absolutely to consider. Struggles, though, traditionally in par, par, par fives. But, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what my build process kind of comes up with. So, um, he's crushed it here too. Yeah. It's tied for seventh and the third place in 2018. So he's absolutely someone you should consider. And, and, and remember it's a no cut event. So playing cam Smith in your lineups is not going to crush you because he's going to be competing for four straight days. And we know the upside that he has. So I think cam Smith is a good kind of like leverage play from, from uh, you know some of the chalkier plays he he did play at the Northern Trust last year on August 11th. After that, you know he was cut from the FedEx Cup, so mm-hmm. um, that's a concern. Plus, he's just not in these WGC events though. Like he finished sixth in WGC Mexico, right? Yep. So that that that's a no cut event. Um, at St. Jude, he finished 12th. So he always seems to do well at these WGCs. In 2018, finished 23rd at the St. Jude. And he's he's just always up there. Now, it seems DraftKings has taken that into account at this price point. But it yeah. is something I'm willing to take a risk on. No, oh, Definitely. All right, so let's drop down to the 8K range, and this quite potentially could be one of my favorite ranges, and I'm going to start with Mr. Chalk himself, Mr. Neiman. Oh, yeah. He could be owned as high as Sungjae, and I'm okay with it. 
I really am. Um, the fact of the matter is, when you look at his stats, they just blow up, and his price just makes him just well worth it. He ranks second overall in my fantasy national model, ninth in approach, second in that par 4, 400, 450 range, 10th in strokes gained, par 5, 7th in ball striking, 11th or birdie or better gain, right? He fits all those criteria statistically that we're looking for. On top of that, he's played golf recently with the win at the at the Greenbrier, and then 54th at Sanderson's, missed cut at the Shriners. Now, I think that is in part to the fact that he got those FedEx points at the at the Greenbrier, didn't really need to compete at Sanderson and the Shriners, wanted to anyway. And now this is for real money in a WGC event. So I this no cut event, I'm interested in it. I think he's he's well in play. And I'm looking forward to having a few shares in Neiman. Yeah, I can't blame you here. He jumps off the page on my model too. I, there's no way I can get away from having a, a fair share of him, and I and I don't feel bad about it. All right, who else do you have in this range? Uh, a couple of guys I'm interested in. I think the first one is Andrew Putnam at 8,500, just because his performance on bent grass has been pretty spectacular over the last 36 rounds. Uh, he finished 29th here last year. He's in pretty good form. Played twice over the last four weeks with with uh, an 18th and 21st. So. Not doing bad. Uh, for me, he's like 7th in JR's gained, 8th in scrambling, 11th in birdies. And he comes in ninth overall in my, in my fantasy national model. So I think I'll, I'll definitely have a fair share of, of Putnam. And I don't think he'll come in that highly owned either. Yeah, I agree. He, he's not going to be that highly owned. Um, looking at, at, at just about everyone in this range, they're not going to be too popular. But Putnam especially is going to be less than ten percent. He's he's kind of with Kevin Na at that at, at that low own uh, pace. Yeah. Um. It's it's going to be a popular range. Let's let's be honest. That seven thousand to upper eight thousand range is going to be popular. I only got three thing three players right now under ten percent, and that's Na Putnam and Lucas Glover. Oh, that's fantastic. So and I love the fact that Lucas Glover is coming in so low. I do too. I love him. So I, I think he's a great solid play this weekend. Um, he he actually is. Let's be realistic. When, when we've rostered him recently, other than the Shriners, he let people down with yep. the Safeway, the the Sanderson Farms missing the cut both times, but ninth at the Shriners. I think people will look at that recent history and have him, but I I, I still think he's going to be lower owned side, and he's a good way to get leverage to the field for a guy who can who can score traditionally very well 22nd or birdie or better in the last 50 rounds um and then a good putter yeah so yep. uh who else um really that's it i mean i don't have a whole ton i have a little interest in Chaz Revi at 8300 just an all-around solid golfer with decent decent stats and been playing pretty well uh recently i think i think his ownership might push me off of him though I would like to retract the statement I just made. I just called Lucas Glover a good putter. I'm sorry. Well, he's been average. <laughs> he's bad. He's, he's bad. been, a- but he's been average recently. Yes, and that's what you want. He's been gaining strokes putting over, like, I think six out of the last seven. So, not very much. But Ches Reeves on my radar. Absolutely, eight thousand three hundred seventh overall in my fantasy national model. I love him. I-, I think he's a solid play. He might make my core four. Depends really? on ownership, but we'll see. We'll see if we'll get the core four out this week, man. We start Wednesday so early. Last week yeah. I missed it because I'm overloaded with 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 work and preparing for NBA and stuff like that. But 
Uh, one guy I do want to mention in this range that that I love is Benny On. Sixteenth mm. overall in my fantasy national model, but around the you know around the green is, is excellent. Putting is suspect, and birdies are better gain is suspect. But this is one of those golfers who's like either high highs or low lows, and he missed the cut at the Shriners, missed the cut at the Safeway, but had a third place at the Sanderson Farms. I think this is kind of similar to what we saw with um, with uh, um, Neiman here. In the fact that he got such a high place, he he didn't have to place that high in the following tournaments. So again, it's about building those FedEx points, right? So right now it's for money though, and I think Benny on that's going to really really show up here this weekend. Yeah, I just worry about the last two weeks, and he looked really bad, like really bad. I just don't know that I'm willing to take that risk here. Yeah, and traditionally at WGCs, he he doesn't have the best performance. Yeah, I think I'll pass just because I like some other guys in this range. And I don't have a lot of them, so it's not hard for me to spread them out. All right. You ready to go to 7K? Always. All right, man. We're going to go to that 7K range, and I'm going to let you kick it off again. Uh, let's see. I will pick my 7K range. Let's start with uh, old Rory Sabatini. I mean, we know he traditionally scores well on these, on these par 72 courses. He's a pretty solid bent grass player. Uh, nothing that jumps off the page except for he's top 20s and good drives, scrambling, birdies, uh, and he's 14th in par 5, 550 to 600. Um, not the best putter, which does worry me a little bit, and his performance at the Shriners was eh. But prior to that, I mean, he was putting up a couple of top 20s, a 16th at the BMW, um, 43rd at the Northern Trust, and a 6th at the Wyndham. So, I mean, he's been up and down, uh, but these kind of courses are ones that he usually sets up pretty well at. So I'll have a fair share of Sabatini this, this week. Yeah, it, it's not a bad idea to do that. Um, miscut at the Shriners. I remember that hurt me pretty bad because I was yeah. pretty high on Sabatini. But, you know, you got out of the way, right? You you got your your bad round out of the way. I mean, he lost strokes everywhere. Oh, yeah, he was awful. So uh, we'll see. He finished so strong last year. Um, great year overall. But, um, you know, it's a little it's a little different here. So I don't know how much Sabatini I'll have, um, especially for how bad his game looked. But, you know, he, he's a viable option. I, I'll agree with that. Looking at about 18% ownership, though, man. Ooh, that's a lot. I don't know if I could play him at that at that level. He's not one that I'm willing to take the ownership hit on. Yeah. A guy I like, if we're going to go for ownership reasons, is Chucky Three Sticks, Charles Howell III. He's oh, going to yeah. be sub 10%, and he's been playing very well recently and that's what i like to see from chucky three sticks um when you look at his recent form he has placed 68th the shriners fourth at the safeway okay so that that's two tournaments where he made the cut so his game's in form now he did play pretty bad off the tee and on approach but that happened on saturday and sunday basically and the fact that he's had two rounds under his belt makes him i think just ready to play and ready to go. So 49th overall in my fantasy national model, but 11th around the green, 15th in putting, 29th in that par 4 range. Um, great in three-putt avoidance. He's third overall. So that's something I'm looking at that can help benefit you. Now, traditionally, has not been that birdie scorer. 
Mm-hmm. But this is a WC event. This is uh, you know a place where he's going to play all four days. Now you do want scorers, but you know that any golfer could get hot at any point. I mean, we've seen him place 14th at the WGC Mexico last year, so he's he's a vital option in my opinion. <coughs> yeah, no, I like that call. I think he he has definitely has upside here. I like right. it a lot. Pat Perez. Oh God, the man Dude. who burned some people last week. Exactly why I'm going back to him. <laughs> yep. uh, no injury with Drew because he was invited to come play here. And why wouldn't you? Oh, for all that money all that's money? on the table. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame him. He burned so many people that they are going to fade him just on anger. And I am going to lock and load and put Perez in plenty of lineups. There's plenty of upside there. And if you're withdrawn out of a tournament to come here, you're coming here to play golf and be serious about it. So. Uh, Pat Perez, I think, is a great solid play this weekend. You're looking at ownership uh, factors of roughly about seven percent just because of that withdraw. Jeez, yeah, um, I'll That's take crazy. it, man. I, I think it's like the year of Pat Perez. Let that hair keep growing. Forty um, first in my fantasy national model, but eighth in strokes game putting, fourth in that par three range. Fifth in scrambling. Again, not the biggest score, but at 7,500, like, you're not going to get a ton of golfers who are crazy scorers, so I'll take it. Yeah, no, there's no reason to fade him here. I mean, if you're pissed about the withdrawal, sure, but no no chance that's the reason I'm fading him. I think I'm literally getting sick on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's no good. I know. Who else you got in this room? Uh, I think the only one I have two interests, and I think I'm leaning more towards um, Scott Piercy here at 7400. Uh, just looking at his bent grass play, 15th in birdies, 23rd in the par five range from 550 to 600, and 29th in good drives. Nothing great, but he's 38th overall in my model. He's had some success here. He got fifth last year, so he knows how to play. Uh, his recent form's not the great with a missed cut and a 67th in the last three weeks, but. I think here is a place where if you give him four rounds, he's a decent scorer. So I think we should see some potential here out of Piercy. So at 7,400, I'm willing to take some shots. I like it. I like it. Uh, anyone else? Yes. At 7K, Jazz... Oh, man, I'm going to screw this all up. Jazz Janawanantanand. <laughs> <laughs> so off. So terrible. But, you know, historically... I think he pl- he didn't play here last year, but the last five weeks he's gotten two fourths, a thirty second, and fifty seventh, and then he's got a couple of six top sixes uh, a couple of weeks before before that. He doesn't show up because there's not a lot of sample size here, but it's in it's in the right side of the world for him. Uh, I think he shows up to play four solid rounds, and I just have a good feeling about him this week. So I'm, I'll have a little bit, won't be overweight, but I don't think he'll garner a ton of ownership. So we'll see what happens. He doesn't have a fourteenth, but at the PGA back in uh, and back in May, so he can hang with the big boys. No, thank you. <laughs> no, you have fun. I will with Jazzy. I will. Don't you worry. All right, so no monsters, no guarantee. It's just a six K range, no cut event, and I'll kick it off, man. Do I, it. I'm, I'm going to go to Brian Stewart. Brian fourth at the Shriners. 17th at the Safeway and 28th at Sanderson Farms. He's locked in right now in his in his, in his golf game. 
and at 6,900, he's going to be popular because of his recent form, probably about 13, 14%. And normally that would say give me reason to fade, but it's a no cut event, right? Yep. Um, so I, I'm going to have shares of him. I don't think I'm going to match the field on it, being how volatile this tournament's going to be, especially in the 6K range. But he's absolutely a solid play and, and a good way to kick off your 6K analysis. Yeah, I like that. that that's that's good. I'm all about Yeah, Brett Stewart's good. I have no issue. So who do you who do you got in this range? Who else? I got all unknown guys. So I'm I'm gonna go with my favorite first and Jong Hu Ham Ham because he's gonna go ham this week. He's absolutely gonna destroy. He's been tearing up the Korean circuit. So he's played 18 events in 2019. Six of those, so a third, he's finished top 10 or better. Um, so he's been on quite the run, and, and really in the previous years he hasn't done a whole lot. So I think he's finally found his form, and I think we'll see him show up here and put up a couple of solid rounds. Uh, and be a pretty high scorer. So I, I am all over Jung Hu Ham at, I think he's like 6K. I don't even, I didn't write down his price because I just, 6,100. Yeah, I'm just going to lock him in. 6,100. I don't even care. I love him. My favorite play in the 6K range. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of those Korean players down here in the 6K range just because they're unknown. So if you are going to play some of these guys, it's real easy to just do your research on the Korean tour and just yep. kind of see the recent form. And I, I looked at him too. And he has found something on tour this year. Yeah, I don't know what it is compared to his last couple of years, but he has just outperformed every other year already. And it's just, we're still young here. Exactly. All right. So we're looking at uh, more golfers in the 6K range. We're, we'll go back to our American golfers. And I think Nate Lashley has been overly popular lately in this range just because he's always there. Yep. Um, and. I'm only bringing him up because if you are going to play him, just realize what you're going to get, right? You're going to get a golfer who who doesn't necessarily have a ton of upside, but if you just hit the nuts the right weekend with Net Lashley, he can win you a ton of money. But I don't know if you have to overexpose yourself to a guy who's just not playing really good golf right now. But I, I, I'm bringing him up because he's just going to be popular. He always tends to be. And... And I'm popular for that 6K range is, you know, that 7, 8, 9% ownership. Yeah, but, I mean, he had a 62nd at the Shriners, missed the cut at the Safeway, but he did have that third-place finish at the Greenbrier. So the one caveat is that the Greenbrier, he just had an amazing T-degree game. Ever since then, everything's fell apart. So throwing, throwing caution towards you guys who are interested in rostering Nate Lashley. So. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, it's a hard. It's not a hard fade, but it's that's it, too much ownership for a six K guy for me this week. So, um, Vaughn Taylor is in play for me. I have a, I have a little bit of interest in Vaughn Taylor. Yeah, I can see that. At sixty five hundred dollars, yep. he he is someone who his recent form is kind of iffy, but he did make the cut at Safeway, still doing terrible off the tee and et cetera, et cetera. I just don't think. I don't know if you necessarily have to take a lot of risk down here with American golfers. You can go Johnny Vegas, obviously. And yeah, I've got some Vegas interest. I like Vegas and Streelman if we're going to stay American. Yeah, so, um, you know, 53rd at the WGC St. Jude in 2018. So th there's some history here of him competing in no-cut events. It's just a lot of these guys you just don't know what you're going to get because they're on the Korean circuit or – they just have not had a great history in no-cut events. And it might be something you don't want to really embark on. So 
Um, I would suggest sticking with the Korean guys who are on the Korean circuit. 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 Turkit. Can't talk. Um, just because they're going to be acclimated to the travel and just ready to play and show that they belong on PGA Tour. Yep, and they can be aggressive and not worrying about getting cut. So, who else? I, I kind of took the segment over. Who else you cut in this range? Uh, so, I have an interest in, in two more guys on the Korean circuit, if we're going to stay there. And the first one is Soon Min Lee at 6,400. The guy has also obviously found something on tour this year. Uh, in 2019, he's played 21 events, and eight of those has been top 10 or better. Uh, he's on it, coming off a ninth at the Genesis and a first at the uh, KJ Choi Invitational a couple weeks ago. He's, he's in great form. He's a good scorer. Uh, he's super cheap. He's number 283 in the world, so he, he's up and coming. Uh, I like him. I think I think he has a good shot this weekend to also outperform a lot of these guys in the 6K range. And then if I have to make another choice, Kyunggun Moon is another guy I'm interested in. Uh, playing pretty well here. He's also 6,100. Um, I haven't done a deep dive into him. I just looked at a couple of his recent, recent results, and he looked pretty good. Uh, he's got a second last week, followed by an 18th, 12th, and a 59th the week before that. So... He's on my list of guys to do a little bit deeper dive into, but I think he's another one that I'll end up having a couple pieces of. And that's really it for me. I don't I don't have much interest in anyone else in this in the six K range. Uh, Affy Barnrat is of kind of interesting because he particularly plays well in no cut events, but I don't think I'll have any. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I don't know how I'm gonna play this weekend. If I'm gonna play heavy. Or if I'm gonna play my normal, if I'm gonna play light, I, I really haven't decided yet. But yeah, the GPPs aren't that big this week. I was registering them for them earlier today, and I was just like, man, they're just so small. I threw a couple of single inches in, a couple of three maxes, and I think that's I think that's where I'm gonna just stay at. I don't think I'm gonna play very heavy, especially because it, it locks so early, which is like 12 p.m. my time Wednesday. I, I'm gonna have to make lineups Tuesday, which means I don't know the lock can change between that Tuesday and when I can actually get to my computer. So. I think I'll just keep keep it light. It's not a bad idea. It really is. Uh, it's a little different, especially us rostering fantasy wise. So, but uh, that is that is a wrap. Short and sweet this week. Oh, you men are all alike—seven or eight quick ones—and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. Cut line is over. It's all over, and the CJ Cup starts Wednesday. Text your buddies. Let them know. Or don't. Be that guy. Make sure you join us next week as Zach and I break down the Zozo. Zozo? That's right. Zozo. Zozo. Korean Korean trip continues. And a big shout-out to Fantasy National. Special thanks to PGA Tour. And, of course, many thanks to Fanshare Sports. But our most gratitude goes to you, the listener. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you taking the time with us. Zach, awesome work as usual. Can never do this show without you, even though I've done it twice. Twice. Because you can. Because you can. Because you can. Because you do it and you rock it. You're due to do your own. I am due. And that'll do it for the cut line. 
get those wins. Lineup lock is Wednesday, boys and girls. Don't forget. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Go get that money. Later. See you.